is naturalism? So naturalism, or at greater length, metaphysical naturalism, uh, is the philosopher's way of talking about uh, a particular worldview, an understanding of the nature of reality, uh, that says the, the only kind of reality that exists is the metaphysically naturalistic kind of reality. That is what many people would call the material, physical reality is the, the only kind of reality that there is. So it's a, a, a worldview that excludes the existence of God or angels or the human soul or anything like that kind of thing. It says the only real things are the things studied by the natural sciences, like chemistry and physics and so on. How does life itself contradict naturalism? So many scientists today uh, openly admit that we have great problems providing any plausible uh, material explanation of the origin of life. Uh, and for those committed to a metaphysically naturalistic worldview, um, that is uh, a problem. And many will say, because of their commitment to naturalism, well, give us time. We, we will find a plausible material explanation because they're assuming that there was a material explanation because, after all, life is here, and we know that at one point it wasn't, so it must have come about. And since the only kind of reality there is is material, that material reality must be capable of producing life, even if it was just a, a very lucky fluke, but it must be at least possible for life to come about by purely material means from non-life. Nonetheless, we don't have such an explanation at the moment, and indeed, uh, over the last 150 years of scientific research, the more that we've learned about the nature of life, the more implausible it seems to have become to think that nature, on its own resources, has the wherewithal uh, to create an account for life. But more than that, which would be simply a sort of negative argument... Uh, saying here's a, a, a problem for that material account. I think now our developing understanding of, of information and the, the nature of life uh, containing code, functional information, uh, since the discovery of, of DNA in the, in the mid-50s, uh, shows us a way to a, a positive argument uh, that... Uh, some kind of intelligence must have been involved in the origin of life. And it's not an argument from ignorance that simply says we lack a naturalistic explanation of life, therefore intelligence of some kind did it. And indeed religious people would then probably add, and therefore we think that that intelligence was God, which would be another leap again. Um, but uh, actually a, a positive argument that says we... we we have experience of the kind of reality that is capable of creating large amounts of functional information from scratch, and that is intelligence. Uh, we know a cause capable of doing this. In all of our experience, whenever we find this kind of complexity, and it's, a, it's 
a specific kind of complexity, indeed called specified complexity. Uh, whenever we see that kind of complexity and we know what produced it, it was an intelligence. So we've got positive reasons for ruling in intelligence as well as uh, a lack of an alternative explanation. So it's not an argument from ignorance. I think our increased knowledge of, of reality has now shown us um, that the, uh, the origin of life was something in which uh, intelligence must have played a role. Why is human consciousness a problem for naturalism? Now again, many uh, naturalists would openly admit that we lack any plausible material explanation for, for consciousness. It's called, indeed, the hard problem of consciousness. Um, why is there such a thing as, as consciousness, and how could there be such a thing as consciousness? You know, what what is the experience of redness in terms of a material worldview? You know, you could you could easily see how you could construct um, a robot with a sensor that, when light in the red spectrum of the electromagnetic uh, spectrum hits that sensor, uh, an electrical signal is generated uh, that causes the uh, the robot to I don't know wave its arm or something. So it's like you've got a remote control and you could press a button and the robot would wave back at you. But the robot isn't experiencing redness by doing that. Um, so how do you go from a, a, any kind of physical description of reality to then including something like the conscious experience of redness? That's uh, an example of what a philosopher would call a, a qualia, a felt, a subjective experience of a thing. Um, there's just no way, and that's openly uh, admitted uh, in the field today. And there are plenty of examples of things, qualities, capacities that consciousness uh, has. And we know, we know it has because we have the inside track on consciousness. That's, we, we experience consciousness and then we start thinking about the nature of this apparent material reality uh, around us. Uh, but materialism kind of flips that and says, no, Let's take the assumption that this apparent material reality, that's the only real thing there is. And then uh, we try and account for everything else in terms of that material reality. Uh, and this even drives some materialists to, to, the, to the extreme of, of actually denying that there is any such thing as consciousness. And they'll say, no, your apparent consciousness is an illusion. Um, because it just we can't fit it with a material worldview. And since materialism is true... There can't be any experience. And you want to ask them, you know, who's being deluded here? Uh, who's having the illusion? Um, even to have an, a, an illusion or a delusion about something, you have to have a conscious subject who is having that delusion and that illusion. Uh, so that doesn't seem to be a very plausible escape route uh, from the problem either. Um, and I think the, uh, the majority of humankind... Uh, go with the, the prima facie appearance of reality that there really is a, a difference between uh, the, the mental, the consciousness and the material reality. How does naturalism undermine itself? So there are a, a number of thinkers who have pointed out that 
naturalism, in trying to give a, a, a naturalistic account of everything, would have to try and give a, a naturalistic account of our own rationality and reasoning processes, and to uh, argue that actually it can't plausibly do so. That actually, if you try and explain away or, or reduce mind in terms of just matter and the naturalistic world, that would uh, undermine, at the very least, your confidence in your uh, cognitive capacities uh, to such an extent that you couldn't really rely upon them, in which case, why rely upon them when they lead you to the, to the conclusion that materialism uh, is, is true? Um, now, there are a, a number of fascinating ways of, of pointing this kind of uh, thing out. Let me just give uh, one example. Um, and this comes from a recent publication by an American atheist philosopher of science called Alex Rosenberg. Uh, he's a committed uh, atheist and materialist, uh, but in his book, uh, The Atheist's Guide to Reality, uh, on the one hand, he says, it, it's very clear that uh, material objects and processes don't have intentionality. They're not about things. Uh, so one material thing can cause another material thing, but that is, if you like, almost the reverse of something being about something else. So, say, uh, he uses the example of having a thought about Paris being the capital of France. In material terms, what would it be to have the thought, Paris is the capital of France, this aboutness or intentionality. And he says, look, material objects just don't have that quality. And sticking lots of material objects that don't have that quality together don't suddenly buy it for you. So he argues very strongly, I think, that purely material things and objects and processes can't have this quality of aboutness or intentionality. But on the other hand, he points out, I think very strongly in his book, that clearly we do have thoughts about things. You know, His book is about his take on reality. He is arguing about whether materialism can accommodate the apparent reality of intentionality and so on. He says, uh, you cannot doubt that you are having thoughts about things. Uh, so what does he do with that? Because it seems, on the one hand, he said, purely material things can't be about anything. On the other hand, he seems to have said, it's undeniable that we have thoughts about things. Now, those two premises clearly lead you to the conclusion that, therefore, our thoughts about things are not material objects or processes. That a materialistic worldview is false. But he's a committed materialist, so what does he say? He says... So the problem here is to explain away the illusion that we have thoughts about things. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Has theology been discredited by naturalism? So has theology been discredited by naturalism? Uh, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, theology, again, it's a, it's a fallible human project to understand, I would say, um, God and his works and therefore all of reality in a coherent, 
systematic fashion. It is uh, a scientia, a field of knowledge, as Thomas Aquinas put it, uh, and it is the queen of sciences in the sense that it's the overall arching umbrella under which we try and, and piece together all of our different sources of knowledge uh, in a consistent way, uh, assisted, as again Aquinas said, by uh, theology's handmaiden philosophy, who uh, wrangles, if you like, the relationships between science and theology and history and theology and, and so on. Um, but naturalism, as a worldview, I think has serious, serious problems with it and that are increasingly being actually recognised and, and talked about by atheists and agnostics and naturalists themselves. And that's probably why I'm, I'm doing this interview, because I'm doing a, a talk at the, the conference this year uh, on uh, examples from books of the last decade where uh, naturalists, agnostics, atheists raising what they say are serious questions with elements of the naturalistic worldview. But by the time you've gone through all the different elements that different people raise problems with, it's a a long, interesting and serious list of difficulties uh, internal to having a naturalistic worldview. And I would say at all of these points of difficulty for naturalism, things like how do you explain the origin of life, how do you explain the existence of of consciousness uh, and others, that a a theistic worldview has the explanatory resources to explain and not to explain away or uh, dismiss in a fit of self-contradiction these realities, these problems for a naturalistic worldview. 